This episode is brought to you by Command Creative Studios. Looking to jump into the podcast world and start making your own content? Command Creative Studios is your one-stop shop for professional podcasts. With a team of audio engineers, music composers, and graphic designers, Command Creative Studios can get your podcast sounding professional as well as looking professional with custom music and artwork that's designed for your creative vision. Command Creative Studios also offers editing, mixing, as well as uploading your content to all major podcast services. For more information, please visit commandcreativestudios.com. That's commandcreativestudios.com. All right, everybody. How are we doing? <laughs> Excellent. Glad to hear it. <laughs> Max, thank you. Oh, sorry. Sorry, you caught us in the middle of messing around. No, we got around. some B-roll stuff for Patreons, behind-the-scenes stuff we were recording before we actually started here, but uh, we'll, let's move on. Let's move on. All right, so <laughs> Last of Us, episode six, Ken. Ken. That's the, that's the name, Ken. Uh, before we get rolling, uh, thank you so much to... Uh, Really, everybody so far in the community kind of sending us some messages, let, yeah. giving us some feedback, pointing out stuff that we're missing. Um, the community's growing, so we want to we want to say thank you to everybody. We appreciate it. Please spread the word. Let's uh let's spread it like a like some fungus, <laughs> like a virus. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, okay, I'm glad you did. I don't know if I did. You know, I'm a fungus guy, so we know. It's getting a little weird. We know. All right. Um, thanks again to our Patreon producer, Night Rider 169. He's got all of February, so keep going, Night Rider. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, so let's let's just jump in this episode. So I appreciate this episode a lot. Um, I think it was just it's a lot of character building. Uh my Ellie meters going up. I That's like for it. Wednesday. It's for Wednesday, but Slow you down. Know, I like this episode. <laughs> it definitely takes some turns. From the video game, which well, that's also for that's Wednesday. Wednesday. We'll go for that as well. But uh, let's just go. Let's do the play-by-play. Let's just go through it. So we start off three months later. Three months later. I know that Max was super excited about that. Three no, I was later. not. But we'll, you know, for a TV show, I thought they could have, you know, they could have filled that gap. Cause not to talk about like a Wednesday episode where they do the similar thing in the game, but you know, you I'm, know, they could have gave us some. What do you? What do you fill in there? When you said that, I kept thinking to myself, like, we got an entire episode of a made up, like, a, of a, basically an added character in Frank because he's not in the game, really. We got a whole he's episode. In the game? We got a whole episode <laughs> dedicated to, to, to Frank and their relationship. And then we got mm-hmm. another episode where they made a, another character named Kathleen just to give some backstory and a little bit more. How good were all those episodes? Th- those they could have gave me something in between those three months. Give me, give me, we'll some, soft give me yeah. some soft opens. Give me some soft opens. Give me something to that. I miss my soft opens. I'm really, I can't get over, I'm I'm really bummed that they didn't go with the whole, we're going to do soft open with every single episode. Yeah, could it, they could have had something with, with Tommy, because this, this episode's big thing is Tommy, right? Yeah, but they I, had see, the opportunity. I, I was but, really anticipating a flashback of like, like just kind of how the relationship was, you know, during, like when the apocalypse kind of happened, and then like with Tess, because obviously he knew Tess, and I wanted mm-hmm. I wanted to see how the they broke away, right? Yeah, for him to be such a jerk up about yeah. Jackson. We'll get into that, but I wanted to see that. That, that was kind yeah. of a bummer. Um, but you know, overall, good episode. 
I, I liked it. So really good. This show is uh following firing on all cylinders. I, I like I like this episode. Like you said, how many a lot cylinders of... do you think this show has? <laughs> <laughs> no, a... the fact that there's a lot of you know dialogue in this episode and a lot of character building, but they still have some action in there. They're really balancing that very well in the show. Yeah. Um, kind of like the game does, right? But, you know, without talking about the game, because yeah. a lot of people don't play the game, they just watch the show. Well, There's not a lot of action you know, so. in this episode. Yeah, enough. There was enough. Like it. Enough, a little suspense. Small we'll call, action. We'll call it for su- su- suspense and monkeys. Some action, real stupid move at the end. But anyways, <laughs> let's let's just go for it. All right, so three months later, we get an episode, or we get uh, our first scene starts in a cabin in the woods, which is kind of awesome. Um, and what's the, what's the actor's name who plays him? Who plays who? The um the the Native American. Yeah, he's in everything. He is in everything. His wife was so that's Graham Greene. Yeah, who's playing Marlon, and his wife is Elaine Miles playing Florence. That I thought that was a great. I like scene. that scene. It yeah. was funny. They're 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 they've been together for a long time. So the way they interact is like gold. <laughs> she, when he walks in, she's like looking, trying to give him a hint, and he just is like, "Ho oh, hum, whatever." Right, right. <laughs> and and their interaction with um Ellie was really good too. Yeah, especially little, little psycho Marlon. Yeah, you know, Graham Greene plays a lot of Native American roles, and he right. does them. You know so well. So what's his name in in the in the show? Marlin. Marlin. Mm-hmm. All right. So Marlin walks into the cabin, gets a gets a look from his wife, trying to eye him over into the corner, like, "Hey, there's a guy in there, kind of holding her hostage, yeah. but not really, because she's making him soup." Yep. And <laughs> and it, they do make I think they make a statement in the in the cabin that they they were there before yeah the apocalypse. Yeah. Like they already didn't like people anyway, so yeah. they were already kind of hanging out there and stuff. Um. Joel's asking, they don't know, or Joel and Ellie don't know where they are. So they're really at this cabin to try to figure out, to get their bearings. Yeah, they're lost in the woods. Yeah, and so he Joel's already gotten some information from the wife, and so now he's trying to, like, you know, make sure she's not lying. Yeah, reconfirming. And then, the yeah, reconfirming with the with the husband. Um, and sure enough, they're, they find out where they're at. Um, They find out that they got to cross a bloody river, I guess the river of death, death, river of death. And Mm -hmm. so uh, the couple tells Ellie and Joel that there's a bunch of bodies they keep finding on the river that's coming from up river and it's, you know, some are infected, some are just, you know, regular people. So they're kind of warning them not to go that way. Ellie, who now has no fear, is just kind of like, they can't scare us. Yeah. Joel gives the impression that he is scared. But that's pretty much that in that scene. It's it's yeah. it's the the banter in there is really fun. We enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, Ellie doesn't know any better. She doesn't know what's out there. Yeah, Joel does because yeah. Joel knows he was one of those guys yep. that was out there. Yeah, so. yep. All right. So then as they leave the cabin, uh, Ellie decides to steal a rabbit. Yeah, just kind of a nice little sign of uh, she doesn't care. But she does leave one. He, uh, that was a nice touch. He did have two rabbits. She she takes one. So as they're leaving the cabin, it looks like Joel has. His first panic attack. Yep. You kind of get you kind of get the feeling that maybe he might be having a, like a slight heart, uh, slight heart attack, but no, it's He's a panic attack. He's in his fifties. Yeah. Um. This is this is different from the game, as far as I remember. I don't remember Joel having any panic attacks, but we'll 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 talk about that on Wednesday. Yeah. So they proceed on their adventure. They decide to camp out in a cave, mm-hmm. and now this is where we find out that Ellie wants to not only be an astronaut. Which is kind of exciting, mm-hmm. uh, but then she also kind of does want to save the world, and she tells Joel that she knew that Sam was infected, 
And then she tried to, and then she tried to use her blood to save Sam. So she's been holding on to this information that you pointed out conveniently for like, for for like three, three months, months. Yeah, with somebody you're seeing every day. Well, well, Jill's not. That's, that's seem, television. I let it slide. It's television. Jill doesn't seem like the most approachable person. And then maybe Ellie was kind of dealing with some stuff in her head that she wasn't ready to share with Joel. Three months is a long time, bro. But I'll let I'll let it slide. All right. <laughs> so all right. So this the I thought that was a nice scene. I think we'll probably don't be, forget. Joel said what he wanted to do. That that was a nice. That was a you know a running gag in the episode. He wants to be a sheep farmer. Did we find that out in the cave? Yeah, that, that's how she, he asked, she oh, asked him first. That's right. Like, what she do you want to do? That's right, that's and then right. He, 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 not reluctantly, but he kind of then goes and asks her, okay, what about you, to, you know, reciprocate the question, and that's when she gives him the space answer. <laughs> the space answer. Yeah. All right, so Joel says he'll take first and second watch. Joel passes out. Um, he pass out, he just falls asleep. He falls asleep, yeah. and... um has nightmares and i guess this is the first of we're seeing joel dealing with something internally with the panic attacks then also with the dreaming i guess he's already been talking in his sleep for a little bit so he kind of has these dreams and you find out later in the episode that he knows he's having these nightmares but mm-hmm. he's not really sure what they are because he doesn't really remember them but um anyway so ellie she decided to take second watch because joel was asleep She's trying to figure out if Joel's ever going to teach her how to hunt. But she and, demonstrates that she has been paying attention to Joel's teachings on how to keep yes, watch. Right. That's right. So she 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 does a good job at that. So That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. So now they're approaching the river. Um, of death. The river of death. We think it's the river of death. Joel decides to fire his gun in the air, which I'm really not too sure why he does this. I'm telling you, it's to see if any movement, you know, occurs. It's kind of like a... Uh, that's how what I'm assuming. You shoot and see if there's any movement, you know, because, you know, you'll see birds fly away or well, you see maybe the... infected will move. Or if there's people, someone will who's kind of camping out might get startled and start ruffling a, a bush or something. That's I... the only logic I got in that one. I don't know, because it seems like when he, point, when he fires his gun, all the birds that fly away are in his location. Yeah. So now people know where he's at. Yeah. Well, if anyone else has a different kind of theory and you're listening to this... Feel free to message us. I'm yeah. kind of curious on what you guys' thoughts are because that would that would that baffled me. Max seems to know what it is, but no, I, I think it's really to see sure. to see if any if there's any movement because at that point he's across the river and there's a bridge, right? So he's trying to see if any there's any movement, you know, before because once you go on the bridge, there's nowhere to go. You know, you're 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 locked in there. If someone's waiting for you on the other end to ambush you, you're you're not jumping in that cold water. So you're, you're, but it's you're screwed. Also- so he's just seeing if there's anything across the river to you know to be worried about. Once yeah, because once you cross the bridge, that's it. You're funneled in. Right. I just feel like from a strategic like, point of view. I, I just feel like firing the gun. If someone wasn't paying attention now, is all of a sudden be like, oh wait, hold on, someone's firing a gun. <laughs> I maybe I should go look at the bridge. You know, I don't know. It just seems like a weird, weird choice. But yeah. let's move on. All right. So Joel and Ellie reach the dam after they cross the bridge, and it's been whole hump. No danger. Yeah, it's been or uh, yeah, it's been a while, and this is now when Ellie just said or kind of points out to Joel, maybe this is the river of death. Yeah, where because they, she mentions it was very blue, right. and you know that that's the dam was providing power. Right. So, so right when and very per- astute. Perfect timing as in a show. She points out that this could be the river of, you know, river of death. Sure enough, people show up on horseback with guns pointed at them. And, you know, the greatest 
<laughs> the greatest dog sniffer in the world. Ugh. So it's kind of funny because in the beginning of the show, we see a dog react to someone that is infected, right? But the neighbor's the, dog. The neighbor's dog. But the dog, that dog, when the person was clearly infected, the uh, the, uh, the old lady that had Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. he's just kind of like, kind of looking at her, right? And yeah. then now the next thing that the dog wants to do is run away. Mm-hmm. So you think this dog was kind of trained at birth yeah. to rip apart anybody that's infected? Yeah, it's it seemed a, like they were pretty confident that this is way better than getting one of those devices that uh, I don't know, man. Fedra was walking around with. Well, you know, at the airport in LAX, right? They sometimes instead of going through security, you get the dog to walk by you and sniff for, no, I, for I stuff. Get, I get that, but it's one of those kind of situations. I mean, I I think I would trust the the scanner right. more than the gun because, as you see in this scene, jo- Joel is scared out of his mind that they're gonna another catch, panic attack. Yeah, you know, he's starting to panic. He's freezing up. You know, because they have, you know, Ellie take a couple steps back so the dog can sniff him. Right. He passes, but he's worried that the dog is going right. to sniff the the fungus on Ellie. And he doesn't do anything. He's just like literally frozen. And then Ellie ends up playing with the dog. Yeah. But I mean, but you pointed out that somehow Bill, who knew nobody, yeah. had one of these devices. You tell, you tell me, Jackson, these guys, you know, couldn't get a... A device. And they're, they're trying to be remote. They're trying to be self-efficient. Maybe they just don't believe in that kind of technology. I no, know. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just convenient because it, it, it's, conven- TV, Hold on, it's, it's convenient. It's convenient for the story. It's convenient to train a dog to do all that stuff. No, it's not convenient just to no, get no, the device. Not, not, no, it's convenient for the story. Right. Because on television, if they had a scanner, shows over. She's getting one in the eyes. True. True. <laughs> so it's it's convenient true. for television only. Uh, after that, there's nothing else. So we could just. Just I get accept that. it and move on. <laughs> I get that. The real thing in the scene is Joel panicking, freezing. Right. You know, and then um, once they get past the dog with Ellie, you know, Joel is like, I'm just looking for my brother. Um, and then we're, we, we we get the first lines from Retina Wesley from um, True Blood, who, who's playing Maria. And she's, you know, what's your name? She asks him and she says, Joel. And then, boom! Fast forward, they're uh, they're on horses who, where we don't know where those horses came from. Yeah, everyone's but on Ellie a, and Joel are on horses. I kind of I I went back and skimmed it really fast. I didn't go into you know fine detail here, but it looked like there was a single rider on every horse, so no one's yeah. doubling up on the horse. So they just happened to have two extra horses with them. Very convenient. Yeah, we'll you know, it. they just knew. They we just, just knew. watched the episode, so maybe we'll catch somebody on the rewatch, but. You know, so they're now they're they're you you're introduced to Jackson. And this they're, is in- open the gates and they're walking in. Yeah, and this is interesting because I'm pretty sure I am replaying the game right now, but I'm mm-hmm. pretty sure you never see Jackson in the first game. No, it's more they mention it. They mention it, you never see two. it. Yeah, you actually but. most of the uh, the conversations that happen with uh uh Joel and Tommy happen on the dam. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that they decided in the show to build out this uh this town, Jackson, yeah. you know, because cool. yeah. So that means it's it'll be there ready for season two. <laughs> hey, 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 Is that a spoiler? Slow down, man. That is kind of a spoiler. <laughs> people think that's gonna blow up or something. <laughs> Anyways, go. You you're doing a great job. Sorry. So now we get the emotional reunion. Joel on horseback sees Tommy building. They're working on something on the side of a, a building. Yeah. You know, contracting. And he yells at Tommy and they, you know, they have a really good brother 
hug they hug it out. You I know, know. It's been a punch while. that guy so oh fast. <laughs> well, ju- you haven't seen whole- your brother in months. But at the same time, he thought his brother was you know in trouble. He actually <laughs> mentions that in there. He jokingly says, "I'm here to save you." <laughs> right, but it's like, but you'd be Tommy's a little pissed. Chilling. You know what? Th- you know what sh- shit that Joel's had to go through to find a battery Dude. to go to get to and, Tommy and no and battery. It ended up being a horse. It ended up being a horse. <laughs> but you didn't even need. The- you didn't even need to get to him. At least you know, obviously you do now because you had Ellie, but the first whole thing that was happening over at the QZ in Boston, yeah. gotta get to my brother. He's not answering the battery. He's not answering the radio. Gotta get yeah. a battery. Come well, on, Tom, Tess. Tommy's kind of messed up for this, but oh, we'll, we'll talk about this more. Oh, now, this, this is a Wednesday. I don't, yeah, I'm sorry. We'll, 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 we'll touch on it further in this episode. Nice. So nice. now, they're, 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 you see them in like, I guess, a giant cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Looks like a nice barn house cafeteria. And Joel and Ellie are throwing down like they haven't seen a meal in years. <laughs> I, there's pie on the table. Um, Maria and Tommy are are there with them, um, and we get the big reveal that Maria is now Maria Miller because yeah. her and Tommy got married. That's right. You know? Yeah, because Joel Joel wants to have a conversation with Tommy. He's like, just gonna have a family meeting. Yes. Oh well, Joel. By <laughs> the way, not only have I not been answering the radio calls or anything like that, or letting you know that I'm safe, I also got married. Yeah. So. That means, hold on a second, because he said he hadn't heard, I'm just trying to put the whole thing oh, together the in timeline? my head, the timeline. So he hadn't heard from his brother in three weeks, right? Well, no, now it's been three months. No, no, no. Three when weeks. they were in the QZ, it was like three weeks or something like yes. that. Yes. So then the whole trip that they had uh, from Boston, I feel like it was like 10 days. It was 10 days for... Or, so I want to say they've been on they've been on the road for for three and a half almost four months now. Yeah, well it was safe fall. Say, like it was fall. There. Now it's winter. Right. So it's it's safe, mm-hmm. safe to say, right? Yeah, because it was September when the show began. If right. you remember, it was the beginning of fall, and now it's Christmas. So there's your your timeline from right. episode one to to now because it's Christmas in Jackson. Right. So Tommy does mention at some point that I know we should be saving this for Wednesday, but I can't mm-hmm. get over this that. He hasn't been allowed to like. They're not they're, no radio, they, no radio contact. So he's only been with them for maybe like three or four months. For we'll give him five months. He's been with them for five months because that's he hasn't been able to use a radio for like five months. No, it, it has to be longer than that because, um, that's you know, because he said he joined up with them after the Fireflies. Um, that's when they found him. So yeah, but he was with the, the timelines fire- doesn't really add up clean. Because Joel has been mentioning that, you know, he was with the Fireflies. He's not with the Fireflies anymore. That's true. So it's it's been it's been longer than four months that he's been with this group of people. So but the he, timeline doesn't add up. But since he's been in Jackson, he hasn't mm-hmm. been able to use the radio. Yeah. But he just get to Jackson then? Well, that's that that's yeah maybe because they said that's they found him after and then maybe they brought him over to Jackson. It's really weird. They. That's, this was why you would have needed a nice, soft open to kind of tie these knots and these questions together. We'll oh, do man. some research to see for let's, Wednesday, let's see but if we can fix the timeline's a little, a little dicey. You see what I'm saying, though, right? Yeah, no, totally. Like, it, Joel has been mentioning to Ellie that, you know, he was with the Fireflies. He has been with the Fireflies. There hasn't been communication for weeks, so he thinks he's in trouble. And now, and he, he's, now Tommy tells him, you know, they found me after the Fireflies. And th- it was a radio tire. They were communicating... A radio tower in Wyoming, right? I think so. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, so because we'll that's where that, they were yeah. heading, they never get to the radio tower because obviously Jackson's group catches them by the dam. So. Right. Anyway, 
So now the, he finds the big reveal. Um, they kind of now, uh, he doesn't want to, Joel doesn't want to disclose the stuff with with Maria there, obviously, right? right? So it turns out like he doesn't want to disclose it with him at all, really. Yeah, because in the next, well, Ellie is gonna go take a, a shower, right? Right. They well, they do. They leave the the little cafeteria area. Yeah. Oh, they the little a, they tour. Get a, they get a small tour of the place. They kind of are. Joel gets uh, Joel and Ellie get the breakdown, the lowdown, how this uh, community no. actually works, mm-hmm. how they've been uh, well hidden. How they don't use radios. Yeah. They don't really like, you know, they don't advertise that they're there. They're a commune. Right. They're AKA a com- communist. And yeah, that's a nice little jab at Tommy. Like, oh, you're the communist. Yeah, because he's a military man. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't like that <laughs> yeah, at all. He didn't like that at all. That was pretty funny. <laughs> he tried to go around. That was right. a, good, a good scene. Because Joe gives him that brother look like, yeah, you're, right. a com- you're, you're living with commies. Right, right. <laughs> so Maria uh, Maria takes Ellie to go take a shower and stuff. So that way Tommy and Joel can have their brother heart to heart talk. Yep. And this is where you see them at the bar, mm-hmm. and this is when you. This is when I think that Joel's going to tell Tommy everything. Yeah. You know what happened to Tess, why he's with Ellie, where where he's taking her, why he's taking her, blah blah whatever. Because that's did. the first lie you just brought it up. Because Tommy asks, "How's Tess?" And yeah. that's the first thing he he lies about, and that's when you realize he's not going to tell her anything. He's like, "Tess is doing fine." Right. And then he gives you know the whole story about Ellie's father is some big wig, wah 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 wah, Firefly, whatever. You know, right? So it's interesting that he. Doesn't, why do you think he did that? I don't know. It's interesting that he doesn't actually tell him the truth, but then still tries to get him to take her. Well, he didn't get her to take her yet at the bar scene. Nobody because talks to at her the about bar. It. At the bar, he, they you know Tommy's. Well, he, they ta- talk about bacon and. Well, no, and, but he he, ta- <laughs> he like I guess not take her, but he asked like kind of like assuming that he's going to go with them. Yes, that's and what then, happens. Yes, c- come with them, and then yeah, because. Now he 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 discloses that Maria's pregnant and he's gonna right. be a father. And right. They have a little fight there, you know, because um, I guess he he Tommy says that Joel is kind of shut off. Or it doesn't want to live, you know, or live life. Right. Not death, but live life. You know, he's just going through the motions, and and Tommy's like he's not ready to do that. He wants to live life to right. the fullest, and and that that kind of rubs Joel the wrong way. Right. Um, because also, of his loss, obviously his daughter. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's tough. I think it's that. I also think that Tommy really wasn't proud of the things that they did when they no. worked together. Yeah, and he mentions like how like that's just what they had to do to survive. Um, and it's not that it's not that they had to do it. Mm-hmm. But it's the only thing that they knew how to do. They it's didn't, kinda, they didn't know another way to live, which is kind yeah. of a weird thing to say, but. You know, know, some soldiers, when they come back from war, they experience the same thing. And Tommy being a soldier, right, they go they go to war and they do certain things that, you know, for survival or it was an order. And then when they come back, and this is every war you can think of. Sure. Some soldiers come back and they feel a lot of guilt. There's probably a term for it, you know. Um, but I, it looks like Tommy wants to put all of that in the past and just move forward. Because, like you said, it didn't it didn't sit well with him. Yeah. Doing what they did. Yeah. Well, Joel also, or, yeah, it didn't sit well with him. Also, Joel, it doesn't sit well with Joel that Tommy's going to have a kid. Really? Yeah. It didn't seem like that. Because he didn't give him, like, the whole, hey, congratulations, bud, or anything Not like that. Not at all. Kind of, Tommy, Tommy, Tommy expresses his, uh, his feelings on how he's scared about mm-hmm. being a dad. 
Yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't know if he's going to be a good dad. And then I think Joel's response is like, well, I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, because you expect, when someone says that, you expect the other person to be like, you're going to be a great dad. A little comforting, yeah. Yeah, you're going to be a great dad, dude. Like, I, w- I was thinking for a second when, when that conversation was happening, because remember when we talked in the beginning, the first episode, I know it was a ways back, <laughs> but how I thought maybe there might have been something where Joel might have been holding a grudge against Tommy for like for his daughter dying. Oh, remember, like it was some reason. I can't, like I think it was because Tommy didn't show up in time. Like some reason why he could have, you know, yeah. like held Tommy responsible for the whole thing a little bit. And I thought maybe that might have went that route, but it doesn't look like it. No, no, yeah. I, I think it's the other way. Tommy just resents Joel for the stuff that they did. Yeah, post apocalypse, and you know, I think Tommy has a little, um, whether you call it resentment or shame, because I mean, I know. I have a little brother. If he found freaking Shangri-La during the apocalypse and he didn't let me in or tell me about it or tell me and Tess to come, hey, I found a sweet gig. Find a way to get to radio. Like, I found a sweet gig here. Right. Come, like, I would be yeah. pissed off. And the only reason I think Tommy, you know, kind of protected Jackson from Joel is he's ashamed of Joel and, you know, that he might be bring some of that stuff with him. Yeah, some of that stuff with him. Yeah, like uh, it's it's foul. No, you know, it makes don't sense. tell me about bacon and you you've been here living a comfortable life and right. You know, I'm eating rat jerky with Tess. I do want to go back and look in look at the time frame. Yeah, I want to figure out like how long he's actually. Yeah, yeah, been yeah. There. We'll, we'll do that. For I don't Wednesday. think it's that long. I feel like it's only been like five six months. Yeah. But anyways, the dialogue makes it seem. Yeah, I got to be missing Ooh. something. All right, so the conversation doesn't go well. Joel leaves the the bar mm-hmm. and then he has his, another panic attack. Yeah, well, and then while he's having this panic attack, he sees the uh, the back of a girl that kind of yeah. looks like his daughter. Yep, same hair. Yep, it's the hair, and um, obviously not her. The girl has a daughter himself. Yeah, and Joel's at the age; it's been twenty years. He might have been a, a grandfather yeah. at this point. There would you have go. Seen, seen you know his daughter with her with her daughter. Yeah, and you know that hurts. That hurts. Oh yeah, I bet it does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then the next scene we see Ellie, she just, you know, she just had a shower. She finds some clothes in the bed that's provided to her by Maria. Um, and then she gets a menstrual cup is the proper term. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you looked it up. Go right ahead. If you it's, no, it's, just a, it it's a menstrual cup. They've been around since the 18th century. Um, New that sponsor. The, Huh? New, New sponsor? sponsor. New sponsor. Man, that company is going to make a killing this, you know, after Are this they? episode. Is this really a need? Well, maybe <laughs> some women are looking at different um, alternative methods because they on their website, they said they've been around since 2003 and the, the apocalypse in this show happened in 2003. So it makes sense that this product existed in this world. But she after she t- finished taking her shower, she goes downstairs. She notices on the fireplace... Two names, Kevin and Sarah, and their date of births and their their death dates. Yeah. Um, she assumes that they're both for Maria because Maria comes over and says, you know, they have a little conversation. Yeah. And, uh, and the value of the menstrual cup and let me do your hair pretty much. Cut your hair. And while they're cutting the hair, Ellie's doing her little small talk, you know, and she's like, only Kevin was her son. Yep. You know, who passed away, and the date was, I think, two two or three days after the... It was uh, 9-29-03, isn't the day? Go. Yep. Yeah, because what Joel's birthday is the 26th, so a couple of days after, right? Yep. And she's like, she then reveals that Sarah was Joel's daughter, 
and Joel hasn't mentioned Sarah to Ellie at all. And, and Ellie's kind of, she's kind of taken back by that. She didn't know that Joel, but then she, she also astutely realizes that's why Joel is the way he is. Yeah. She, uh, yeah, it kind of breaks it down for her in her head and you can see like, yeah, things definitely clicked for her. Um, let's also not forget that the worldly advice that every single thing that, um, Maria tells her as far as not trusting anybody. That was big. That yeah. was kind of big. I think we're going to pull that scene for Wednesday or yeah. that, um, that line, um, yeah. really dive into that. But she basically tells her that, you know, when you, the people that you trust are the ones that are going to hurt you later on so, yeah. to not confine to people. So she doesn't. She respects Ellie for not telling Maria every single thing about her, which was, you know, that was an interesting little, yeah, yeah. little take on that A little whole respecting, thing. right? Yeah. Right, right there. And then she says, we're going to go to the movies. We're going to go to the movies. <laughs> and then on this, uh, let's take a break. We'll be yep. right back. Guys, want an amazing night out where you get to enjoy award-winning wine with a comfortable and relaxing atmosphere? Well, if you're in the LA County area, Pacella Winery's tasting room is just an Uber ride away. The tasting room is very comfortable, laid back, and relaxing with ample seating and a heated back patio that offers a relaxing and private atmosphere. With over 35 years of collective winemaking experience, Steve Lemley and Nate Hasper joined forces in 2009 to create Pacella Winery's first vintage. The two share an uncompromised and very passionate approach to winemaking that continues to push the limits of their craft with every vintage. Highly rated and award-winning, Pacella Wineries even were named Wine Enthusiast Magazine's highest rated Zinfandel in the entire California Central Coast. With hotels and restaurants nearby, Pacella Winery's tasting room is the ideal date night experience. Make sure to mention this podcast when you visit and get a free tasting. Can't make it to the tasting room? Check them out online at PacellaWinery.com and feel free to email them for future wine deliveries in your area. That's Pacella Winery, P-U-L-C-H-E-L-L-A-W-I-N-E-R-Y.com. And remember, Pacella Winery simply doesn't just follow other winemaking trends, meaning there are no limitations to the envelope they push. That's PacellaWinery.com, P-U-L-C-H-E-L-L-A-W-I-N-E-R-Y.com. All right, we back should, to the show. What? We should, we should be having more wine during these episodes. Yeah, we got to talk to Joey. We yeah. got to talk to Joey. <laughs> All right, so now it's movie night. Uh, Max, what movie are they watching? It, it's a 1977 romantic comedy called The Goodbye Girl, starring Richard Dreyfus, Marsha Mason, and Quinn Cummings. I mean, Richard Dreyfus, you know, I, I haven't heard that name in so long. I love me some Richard Dreyfus, <laughs> Right? And I've never heard of this I movie. I was in Jaws. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, we're going to be doing Jaws. But anyway, um, for Still Holds Up. But- I haven't heard. Of the, did you ever hear about this movie before? No, and I want. Did did we uh, did we find out if there's a reason why they were playing this movie in the uh, show? That's for Wednesday. My problem is of all the movies that came out before 2003, this is what you found. Like you deep, you're digging deep oh, for man. when movies. did it, when did Independence Day come out? Wasn't it like 1996 or something like that? They that have, there's so many other movies they been playing that could have been playing, oh, dude. dude. And they're playing it for like kids. Like, I know it's a little uh, romantic comedy about you know, but anyway. Ellie's not very amused by it. She's she's still like 
casing the joint. It looks like she's like casing the joint, yeah. looking around and and I, noticing things. I think she's like just in awe for the fact that because she's I don't she hasn't seen anything like this. Remember, she was in Fedra military Fedra boot camp. Yeah, and so and I don't pretty sure they probably didn't have movie nights there. I could be wrong. Who knows? <laughs> Next episode, we might see some. Uh, we might see some of that. But yeah. I think she's just in awe, just kind of like looking and like you know, just seeing how people interact with each other, how people aren't afraid, how people are just like genuinely nice. But then she sees Tommy leave, and so yeah. I think she goes to follow Tommy, which we find out later that she did follow Tommy. Yeah. And Tommy goes and finds Joel, fix trying to fix his duct taped boot that he was <laughs> duct taping up earlier, and Tommy comes in with a fresh pair of new boots. And then they have that deep conversation. They got there's a lot of conversation. There's a lot of conversation. Yeah. Uh, but you know, Joel breaks it down for uh, really who T- Ellie is. Yeah, his real mission. His real mission. What happened to Tess? Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, he breaks down to Tommy why he really wants Tommy to take her now because he's having panic attacks. He's not uh, sleeping. He's, he's not sleeping. He thinks he's too old to to protect her, and he's scared because his dreams are he's that he he can't remember the dreams, but when he wakes up, he feels like he's failed because yeah. it's he's failing his daughter every time. He's reliving that traumatic experience of not being able to protect his daughter. You know, but is it? But is is he dreaming now still of his daughter, or is he is he now dreaming of Ellie? It could be. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're 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 mirror images of the, each other in in, in his mind. And yeah. I could, you know, because he's he has. He start. He has um, an emotional connection now to Ellie in terms of, you know, caring and yeah. looking to protect her. Right. And in his mind, his the best chance she has. He doesn't trust himself right now. And and yeah. Joel has had bouts of fear throughout this season this this show so his fear is that he's not going to be able to protect ellie like he couldn't protect his daughter you know um or tess or tess yeah right so he's 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 not doing too well in the protection racket yeah so he tommy is younger tommy has a new scope on his 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 rifle it's interesting <laughs> that it went to it went from i need or i knew i'm assuming you're coming with us so yes. that would be the three of them to then this conversation going, I need you to just take her. Take her. Yeah, we go our separate ways. Yeah. You know, he can't handle, he can't do it. He doesn't he can't feel like he, he can't do it help the, uh, the loss. Yeah. Because he, he basically asks, is it a suicide mission to go there? And Tommy's like, no, you can make it. Yeah. You know, you just be cautious. Just do your thing. Do your thing and yeah. you handle it. But Joel, Joel can't. He just, and, and Tommy, actually, even before this conversation, Tommy being the good guy that he is, he apologizes for the bar incident. Oh, that's where right. to yeah. me, it was Joel who's in the wrong, but Tommy being such a good guy, quote unquote, you know, because I still don't feel like he's a good guy for not telling his brother about Shangri-La. It's messed up. You know, like, I got a good thing going here. He, he apologizes and says he was in the wrong with the whole baby situation. I, I, I question that, but Tommy... Being that good guy, he agrees to do it. He says, I'm going to take her out at dawn. Yeah. And yeah. So then the next scene is, looks like Joel is going to go tell Ellie mm-hmm. that Ellie is has a new chaperone. Yeah, chaperone. And Joel finds Ellie reading the diary. And in the diary, you know, she's just kind of like, she makes it like a, like a, like a brief co- uh, comparison. Like, yeah, teenage life. Like, oh, they just had to worry about what kind of dress they were going to wear to prom, blah, blah, whatever. Boys, girls, yeah. all that nonsense. And then she, you know, kind of throws it down and basically lets Joel know that she was eavesdropping in the conversation yes. and that she knows that Joel is there to tell her that, you know, that he's not taking her. Yeah. And she 
is a little hurt. She's upset, but then she also throws Sarah at him. Yeah, in a way. She, and that that basically a non-starter for Joel. That's that ends this conversation. But she's not know? wrong. She's not wrong. She no. brings it up and she mentions she's gone through loss too. Yeah, you know, like everybody. She, she, I think she said everybody she's in her life has either left her or have, has been killed. Yeah, which I must like in this world. That should be everybody. Right. Joel, right? Joel's Most people lost people. Yeah. Joel's kind of walking around like he's like, you the know. The only guy who lost yeah, his Yeah, he's daughter. like, he's trademarked it. Like, it's his own thing. Like, no one else can, like, walk around brooding like they've lost stuff. Yeah. And, you know, but, you know, he lost his daughter. It's it's a very, I'm sure it's, it's I don't even want to oh, talk. Oh, it's horrible. I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. But, so, they both go through their own things. And I think that might have been the first time that maybe Joel kind of looked at Ellie's point of view. He's only been looking. I think he's only been looking at his point of view as far as like, I'm afraid that she's going to die. You know, I don't even want to be in this mission, blah, blah, mm. whatever the case is. But then to actually look at her point of view going, hey, I've also lost people as well. Like, you're not the only one here. Yeah. Like, I, I'm going through some pain. I'm going through some shit as well. I need you. And obviously, it takes Joel one good night's sleep to kind of. You know, well, maybe yeah. realize realize all that because there's another dream. They have a little couple of flashbacks yeah. in there in, in the episode. But he did. He, well done. He does end it. Does he actually say to her that you're not my daughter? Does he say that to her? I it possibly. Oh, man, I don't remember. I don't want to rewind. Something we'll, like that. We'll, we'll, talk, we'll about talk about it on Wednesday. Wednesday. He does say something we'll like do back. deeper dive in the, yeah. this conversation because for Wednesday because this is pulled right from the game. So we'll definitely be touching on this this convo yeah he does he throws something back at her mm-hmm. i can't remember what it is but it, anyways fast forward to the next day tommy's uh, there bright and early tommy's there picks her up takes and her actually as soon as he opens the door she's already packed ready to go yeah like she's like I, you know she's pissed off that joel's not taking her i think she is she's hoping just ready that to move on there's that little uh small suspense that maybe it still is joel that, that comes and gets oh, her you but think that's what it is well i that's think because you hear the footsteps and she's yeah. kind of like she was ready to go i kind of thought it was going to be joel man. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so he takes her to the stables but guess what joel's already there yeah and he's already got a horse ready to go and he says to ellie hey I think you're entitled to choose. Mm-hmm. And then right when he's about to like give him the choice between him and Tommy, she just yeah. says you or whatever, throws her stuff at him and says, let's go. Well, I still don't know why Tommy can't come along. Like, I don't know just either. For, you know, it seems just like a smart guarantee. move to take Tommy. Definitely. Yeah. But I he mean, doesn't take Tommy's gun. They, yeah, with the new scope. Man, those brothers do love their sniper rifles. That's yeah. for sure. Bolt action. Bolt action sniper <laughs> rifles. That is for sure. Yeah. All right. So now we get like a small journey. Of uh, we get to learn. It's a week. It's a week ride to five, go to, to well, Eastern Colorado. So they got University. there five days. Yeah, so they did pretty well. Yeah, five yeah. days. So Joel teaches Ellie how to uh, fire a rifle. Yeah, yeah. Teaches her that he was a contractor, mm-hmm. and then the rules of football. Yeah, very so, important. Yes, it was. They learn a lot. I would have missed football. I'm already. I'm already going through withdrawal. This is the first Sunday without football, so I've been going through withdrawal already. Hockey I dude. couldn't. I couldn't imagine 20 years without freaking football. Just watch some hockey, dude. There's no hockey either, man. It's the apocalypse. Man. Where they're living, there could be hockey. Uh, well, maybe it's possible. They could also they, they, You could throw a rock, man, and play football. It doesn't matter what you got. <laughs> <A> rock. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't matter, dude. Anyways. So now they're at the University of Eastern Colorado, home yeah. of the Bighorn. Yeah, it's a it's Max's favorite place. No, it's a fake school, but it's <laughs> it's it's for it's from the game. It's for the show. Yeah, it's not a real university. People are gonna go look online to apply. It's not real. It's a it's a uh, it's a 
combo. It's a matchup of of all the major universities in Colorado. That's what it is, but it's okay. not real. There's no admissions. It's real in our hearts. <laughs> it's real in our hearts. All right, so we can skim this scene pretty fast. So they go in, they find some monkeys. A lot of monkeys. Then they uh they actually go into the building. They find a packing list. There's no fireflies. No fireflies anywhere to be seen. They go upstairs. They find out that well, they think that the fire. They find a map mm-hmm. that leads to Utah Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, Utah. So yeah. that's where they think their next destination is going to be. They hear some voices outside. Guess what? There's four people out there. Mm-hmm. With it bats. Look, with bats. And it looks like they walk by the horse because Joel says it's go out the back. Yeah. Because, so that would imply that they're on the front. But then did they come into the back? I don't understand. Yeah, we'll catch that on the rewatch. It does make, like, I feel I like they're past, right. they're past, mm-hmm. their, their past should have crossed the horse at some point. Yeah. Maybe they did mention that there's a horse out there. I don't know. I couldn't really hear what they were saying. Deep dive on Wednesday. Yeah. Joel goes out there. And then Ellie, for some reason, is the worst lookout girl ever because Joel is taking. Nah, his... the dude is Batman. He ap- creeps up on him. They're kind without... of a, they're a big distance away <laughs> from know. the building, and Joel is like <laughs> really making sure there's rifles packed they're, in. They there. are going so slow. Oh, I'm man. sitting there watching, and I'm like, "Yo, can they get on this horse any slower?" Yeah. And then they let Batman creep up on him. Yeah, so literally with his bat in the hand. Yeah. So the guy swings at Joel. Joel ducks or moves. The guy breaks the bat. They have a little tussle. Joel snaps his Joel neck. Joel snaps man. the guy's neck, but before that happened, apparently the guy took the the Broken butt bat. out of the bat and mm-hmm. stabbed Joel with it. Yeah. So Joel, being the smart person that he is, in all of this vast knowledge of the <laughs> twenty years that he's been, you know, a survivalist, yeah. decides to pull it out, and blood starts seeping out. Yeah. Don't they say you not don't pull it out until you're ready to, you know. Put pressure, seal the wound, all that stuff. I would think because and like, then you got to pull it out right. Because what happens if you got some organs in there? I don't know. I'm not a I'm not a doctor, but from what I've seen in movies and TV shows, they're like whether it's an arrow or you get stabbed, don't pull it out until until you're ready to handle it. Because if you pull it out, and you're not. You're gonna bleed out. I don't know why, but I feel like there must there must have been some kind of a survivalist conversation between other people. Yeah, like hey, doctors are running a little thin here. Uh, maybe you know get stabbed or something happens, <laughs> maybe leave it in there for a little bit so you can get to a nice little safe area and kind of figure some yeah. shit out. I don't know. It just seemed kind of weird. But he pulls it out. They get on the horse. They ride off. And then at some point, Joel passes out, falls out the horse yeah. at the end. By the train tracks. By the train tracks, which will, you know, I mean, a lot of stuff happened in this episode. Yeah. It, does, it's, it played long. It did seem like it was an hour yeah. and a half long episode, but it was it was a brisk Fifty, forty-five minutes. It, it did play that. a little long. It seemed longer. And at the end, they 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 play um, that the patch mode never let me down again. Um, a piano version. They played that at the end with the right in the credits. So they bring that song back around again. Never let me down again. Yeah, that's the end of Kin. I mean, overall, I think it, I think it was a good episode. I know yeah, we, have, we have our gripes, but we always have our oh, we'll have our more little, little jabs at watching. stupidity stuff that you know some. Soft writing. I don't know. Let's not what call it stupidity. Convenient for television. I convenient like Convenient for television. Okay. Uh, uh, Just something to move the needle forward, I guess. But other than that, I I liked I liked the I mean, this one I think had a lot of character buildup for our main yeah. protagonist finally. It seemed like there was a lot of character buildup for people that were not gonna be on the show anymore. Like you had your um your uh, Bill and Frank episode where we got to see these characters, but then they ended up only being a one-time shop. Then the same thing with Sam and uh, 
in uh, Henry, Henry, where we got to see these characters and kind of see their backstory, but it really didn't matter in the end because they're gone as well. Same well, thing with all Kathleen. four of those guys are. But, but we would say all these characters things of Joel and Ellie. That's what they're there for, right? But I think this time you actually got to see them, yeah, build in. You know, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. like. I just I liked this episode just because it just built them up a little bit more, which yeah. is good. And you know, other than that, yeah. If I had to give it a, a score, give it. A, oh, we're scoring now. I don't know. I mean, it's <laughs> right now. We could start doing scoring things. But I, I give it like a an eight. An eight? Okay. I don't know. I thought it was a solid seven, eight. Okay. Ooh. ooh. I mean, it's I, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's not it's not as good as last week's episode, but it was good. Yeah. No yeah, gripes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, you, I'll save those for Wednesday. They all they all can't be tens and nines. Some no, of them, it was a good episode. Some though. of them got to creep down a little bit lower, but overall, it was a good episode. And uh, I look forward. Actually, I've already think of like you know four or five mm-hmm. scenes I'd like to pull to talk about on Wednesday. Oh, for sure. There was a, there was deeper conversation. Yeah. Um, in there, um, that's definitely worth diving in, especially between Joel and Tommy, um, Maria and Ellie. That yeah. was that was good to to yeah. to see. So yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, you know, thanks everybody for uh, listening and helping support us. And um, if you guys, you know. If you like what you're hearing, send us a message. Let us know. Jump on that Patreon page. We'd appreciate it. Don't forget to check out our other show. Still holds up. Uh, yeah, like I rock said, and rolling yeah, there. we got some uh, new episodes coming out this week. Last week kind of fell off a little bit. We had a lot of stuff pop up out of nowhere, but we'll be back this week. Uh, two fresh episodes. Well, we had the second part of Star Wars that came out. Second so. part of Star Wars did come out last week. Episode which, one, two, and three, part two. Yeah. Uh, Don't forget that. So I had a we lot. We did have stuff going. on. I had a lot of fun doing the Star Wars ones. Just so let you know. But Next, I think yeah, we got the we got the Breakfast Club coming up. Yeah, Breakfast Club, and what was the other one? True Romance. True Romance. The first Quentin Tarantino. That's my unofficial. It's, it's unofficial. It, <laughs> yeah. He wrote it. I love it though. But next week we we get to finally see the night Ellie gets bit. Got bit. Yeah, that you means know? I got to play the pre the well later. Yeah, so we're we're gonna be introduced to um, Riley, played by Storm Reed. It's gonna it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, Can't wait to see that. Yeah, well, thanks. and then there's a glimpse of Fedra School, so it's gonna be great seeing that on on television adaptation to see how Fedra's raising these children because throughout this episode, Ellie was 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 looked like she was raised by wolves. She was a freaking animal. Yeah. She's, the way she talks, even even Marlon Graham Green was like, "Who is this psycho?" Who is this psycho? She, the way she's just disrespectful, not listening to Joel, saying whatever is on her freaking mind. I would love she's, an episode just, just dedicated to them. <laughs> and just call the episode "The Cabin," and they the never cabin. leave the cabin. And it's just all the stuff that just like wanders up to them and shit. You know what would have been cool? Twenty years when they were younger, yeah, to see them. You know, this is twenty years later. They've been up there for a while. They were there before. That could be a nice little mini series there. Anyway, yeah, man. After we could do that one after the QZ and the KC. <laughs> I'm working on that graphic. No, I want. I want it. I want it. All right. Thanks again, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Yep. Music composed by Kyle Torme. Additional bed music composed by Jason Zaffrey. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Last of Us, a Rot Your Brain podcast. Subscribe to The Last of Us podcast feed at rotyourbrainmedia.com slash thelastofus. 
Follow us on Twitter at rot underscore your brain and support Rot Your Brain Media and its podcast by being a part of this exciting new and growing community. Visit patreon.com slash rot your brain media. 